Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery. One taste is all it takes. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My, my business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Sharpers, for Yontif. Any time you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I mean, I hope I hope that you will tune in each week and hear about my exciting food adventures, hear from my great guests, but I want to hear from you too. So um, you can email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com. You can join my Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Pinterest, Instagram. What have I left out? Yeah, I'm everywhere. Um, but I'm also now going to be able to add cookbook author to my title, um, because in a couple of weeks, um, my cookbook, uh, Perfect for Pesach, is going to be coming out. It's going to be recipes to use for Pesach and the whole year round because it's fresh, delicious ingredients that you're going to want to use all year. So I hope that you will uh, reach out and look for that. And we'll hear more about the book coming up soon. Um, I want to thank Natural and Kosher for being our sponsor for the last year. Brigitte Mizrahi, you were amazing sponsor. Absolutely fantastic to work with. We're going to always continue working together because I love your products. I love working with you and your whole team, uh, Shani and um, Esty, and you guys are amazing and wonderful. And thank you for all the support for the Nachum Siegel Network. And we are going to announce right now our new sponsors. As you heard in the opening headlines is a marzipan bakery all the way from Israel. I'm really glad that I'm working with a company from Israel, which is really exciting for, for me. So we're going to be having a big live show in Gourmet Glatt next week. Friday, live on Friday morning. Right now it's actually Wednesday morning. Um, yeah. Um, it's uh, Wednesday morning and we are all meeting in the studio uh, today um, to talk um, with a very exciting group of people. I just want to take a break from the usual Naomi Nachman hype because um, I had some very bad news this morning. I want to share it with everyone because um, we lost a great foodie today. Um, Robbie Schoenfeld passed away this morning. Um, you're hearing this on Friday morning, so you're hearing this two days after. Um, Robbie actually, and I'm going to try not to cry during this, but Robbie actually gave me my start in the food industry. Um, he, he let me write recipes for him. It was my honour too because Aussie's fish is synonymous with, you know, great quality fish for, you know, now three generations. Um, and... He, you know, we, we wrote fish recipes together. He sent me all over the areas, Teaneck and Borough Park and Brooklyn and, and, and of course, the five towns. And he actually made my shidduch between me and Gomeglat because I didn't know, uh, you know, I shopped in Gomeglat, but I didn't know the staff behind there until I started doing my uh, cooking demos and fish writing of fish recipes, which became something that's very, um, people know me for my fish recipes. And you'll see a lot in my cookbook because I'm very passionate about eating fish and I love fish. And it's because of, of Robbie Schoenfeld and his amazing family. Um, so our hearts go out to um, his wife, Judy, his wonderful children, his mother, his sister, and his brother, David, as well. Um, so we are thinking of you. We are dedicating this show to you. And um, you're, you're, uh, you will be in our hearts forever. So now I have to transition from super sad Naomi to super hyper Naomi, which is usually the way Naomi goes because... You know me, I'm even Chaya Frischman, who's here on the show with me. Um, we went, we go back, Chaya and I go back since our college days um, from Fruit Platters and more. And we worked together on Kosher.com and Mishpacha magazine. And she knows I'm always hyper, but I really wanted to dedicate this show and the Nakam Siegel Network feels the loss as well to the Schoenfeld family. So now I'm going to transition to hyperactivity Naomi, which is the regular Naomi. <laughs> um, so... Everyone switch gears. I have Daniela Silver on the show. She's in Toronto. We've actually, this is, are you Canadian? Chaya, no. because everyone I'm in the show is Canadian. <laughs> We're starting off our, it's going to be a journey today because Daniela is in um, Toronto and I have the most amazing chocolatiers on the show. Chaya was actually our shadchan between me and Excellence Chocolates who drove in from Montreal this morning. Um, so, hello, Daniela Silva. Hello, how are you? Yeah, Thank good. you for having me. My pleasure. I've just kind of switched gears. I don't know if you heard the last couple of minutes there. I heard. Yeah, so now I'm 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 yeah. composed. I'm I'm back to being excited, Naomi. I love your book. I I've always been Thank your you. biggest fan because we have the same MO in cooking. Like 
healthy, fresh, delicious food. I bought your cookbook. Exactly. I got your cookbook from Artscroll when it, the first one came out. I've been a big fan of Noreen. My family in Canada goes back with Noreen like 50 years. So I'm a big fan wow. of Noreen. And you yeah. guys came together and we got this great book. So I've got your second one. I'm gonna, I've actually got people can't see you. Um, most of us, both of my audience are listening, but have a YouTube channel. So we're also being recorded. So I'm holding the book up. So how are you doing? Okay, amazing. I'm good. Thank you. It's been quite a whirlwind since the second book has come out. So it's all exciting and all good. It's all great stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, when did the first one come out? Let's give it a bit of a timeline till, till you made your big splash on the foodie map. <laughs> yeah. The first one came out, I think it was two, oh, two and a half years ago already, which seems like a long time, but actually not. And um, that was like my first entry into this whole cookbook world where, you know, I, I remember meeting you and a bunch of the bloggers and everyone is like, is, is very exciting. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into, you know, Doreen and I were from Toronto. So kind of feel a little bit out of it, out of the loop, but everyone welcomed us, you know, with open arms. Yeah, you, you I'm guys so happy are great. to be included in that. Thank you. I'm so happy to be included in the whole cookbook industry. And, um, you know, I, we were fortunate that the first cookbook was um, a big success. Everyone seemed to like it. And I was just so thankful that I was able to produce a second one. And, you know, things are going well. So I hope everyone's just enjoying it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Cookbook number one is probably, you know, up there in the one of the best kosher cookbooks out there. I can say that because I probably own most of them. <laughs> um, but uh, then you got to do a second one, which is great. What made you want to do a second yeah. one? What was the, you know, the... You know, I... I- when after the first one came out and everyone kind of the hype was, you know, they loved my my style, my style of cooking. I was like, I kind of got excited to do another one. And you know, my my creativity is just always in the kitchen. I'm always, you know, thinking and creating new recipes. That I kind of just I was ready to get back to work. You know, I enjoy the process of actually writing a cookbook. You know, and thinking of new recipes and new ideas. And I just wanted the second one to have more of a entertaining feel to it. You know, no, so it, I I. It does. Yeah, so a little more depth to the second book, but the same concept of the first, you know, to have very simple ingredients, fresh fresh ingredients, and not to take a long time in the kitchen. Yeah, I think people always appreciate that. People want accessible recipes, you know, something that's not too complicated. Exactly. Like, I don't think of myself as any different than anybody else out there. You know, I want good, healthy you know, food that's presented beautifully because that's a big part of my book, you know, presenting food that looks good and tastes good. Right. But I don't want to spend a lot of time in my kitchen. Everyone has ever, other things to do, you know. We're busy. Everyone's busy. Right. You have you have a bunch of little kids and you want to, like, cook and, and yeah. you want it to be fabulous and you want it to look good. I always say you eat with your eyes. Exactly. That is exactly true. Do you have mm. any training? I mean, you know, your recipes are amazing. Did you go? To, did you, you know take what? classes of, or courses or go to school or something? I took like a few classes here and there, but I don't have any formal training. No, I really, I feel like I, I kind of, I don't know. I picked up my tools and techniques along the way. I learned a tremendous amount from Noreen. That's for oh. sure. I felt like I went to <laughs> the you know, school of Noreen for two years with her. So she's, uh, you know, she's just, she's amazing, and. Yeah, so nothing formal. You know, I kind of consider myself more of like a food artist than, let's say, a culinary chef. You know, I like, I, I, I like color. I like techniques. I like putting different things together. So that's where, you know, the talent comes from, like my family. Everyone in my family has is like an artist. Oh, cool. And how did you get the idea to get Noreen? Why didn't you, why didn't you make just Daniela Silva? Like, why bring in Noreen? I mean, because, I, I mean, I know she's a, yeah. a seasoned chef. I mean... <laughs> But, like, how did you approach her? What was the thought process? It was, you know what, it was really random and so beshared. I I came up with a concept to write a cookbook. I wanted to do it. And then I was like, I need guidance. Like, I just, I have nobody. I had no idea what I was doing or even if I had the potential to do it. And I knew Noreen because, I mean, just like you and everyone, um, generations of my family have used her cookbook. I was like, you know, she lives in Toronto. It's worth a shot. I saw that she did, like, consulting and stuff. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call her. And I called her and we made an appointment and we sat down and, you know, she saw potential and, you know, my recipes. And it's just, 
like it was history from there. So it, it worked out so well. It really, it really worked out well. She's amazing. Noreen does not forget anything. She, you yeah, meet her once, it's true. and she remembers yeah. you like forever. She's been on my case for t- more than ten yeah. years to do a cookbook, and now thank God. You know, I get to join your ranks really? of being an art scroll. I know. I'm excited. I'm I've been watching. So I'm excited. excited <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Susie Fishbun said it's like having another baby. So I kind of feel like that. I've like sleepless nights. I think I've aged. I think I've bags under yeah. my eyes. But <laughs> it's it's soon. It's coming out oh, this yeah. Pesach. So I had to do this very fast. I found out about right after Sukkot yeah. and it's going to be out for Pesach. So it's wow. been a whirlwind, which you can appreciate. Um but you know, yeah, there's a lot of work. Working with Arts Girls, amazing, and and working with Norina, she's she's unbelievable. She's been pushing me, and 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 yeah. she knows everything, and she has a huge following, and yeah. and she you know generations. She's she's taught generations of cooks. So and she's she's exactly she gets out and about. She was at kosher feast, and she's well, you know, in her eighties, yeah. right? Like she's awesome. Yeah, and um, you can she join. Really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you go. <laughs> No, I just think she just doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. She's just amazing. You know, I call her, you know, a few times a week and she's on the other line. She has interviews. She has this. She has her product. She, she's just nonstop. It's incredible. I know. I'm dying yeah. to get her in the studio. I had her on uh, over the phone like with you and then I also had her on with you at Bloggers yeah. Conference uh, last year at the uh, – yeah. two th- well, it's not even last year. It was 2015 because it's 2017 now. It's crazy. So, I know. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Well, your, wow. your book is awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody must go buy a copy. I know Hanukkah has just passed. If you didn't get one for Hanukkah, just go buy one. Go Buy one for your wife for Shabbos, okay? Just go home. <laughs> you can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Art Scroll. You can get them at your local Judaica stores. You can find them everywhere because this is one great book. It's inspirational. You, by the way, can I just tell you? This is Melinda Strauss's copy. You know why I had to get Melinda's copy? Because my married daughter stole mine out of my house. <laughs> Really? She's like, oh, I love this. I know. She, and, you know, like we're serious cooks and eaters in our house and she's a very healthy cook, my daughter Simi. So she's like, you got the book. I'm taking it home. I'm like, I haven't had that. That's so funny. So before I could say no, so I and I, I had to get Melinda's for this morning to bring it in. Um, yeah, well, thanks, so, Melinda. That's so funny. Yeah. So, um, wow. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to get myself another copy now because I want her to keep hers because <laughs> she, she, loves, she loves the copy. So, um. Everyone, um, you know what to do. Uh, the Silver Platter, Simple Elegance, Book Two. If you don't have Book One, buy one and two together. Awesome. It's a great okay. present and something great for yourself. Keep up the cooking going. Um, follow Daniela on, on Instagram and Facebook. You want to give out your social media? Yeah, it's Daniela Silver Cooks 3. That's my Instagram and Facebook. Okay, good. So, you, everyone, great. You know what to do. And good Shabbos. And thank you for coming on our show. Naomi, thank you so much, and I'm so looking forward to your cook cook. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited too. All right, all the best. All right, take care. <laughs> Bye. Daniela Silva from Montreal on the phone. Uh, no, Toronto. She's Toronto. I know that. I know Toronto. Um, I just want to um, do a little bit of recap because I did not mention this. We had an amazing Gourmet Glut show the other week where he did a chopped event. ZK, how fun was that? We had like, there were like two, 300 people there standing around Gourmet Glut. ZK's laughing. <laughs> it was exhausting, right? For me too. And I've done like 50 chop competition. That was really intense. But we had a great time. And um, we have another Gomeglut show coming up next week, as I mentioned. So make sure you, you tune in live. Um, we've got Jay Booksbaum, Dini Klein, the owners of Cork and Slice. We're going to do a lot of talk about traveling because winter break is coming up. Yeah, so um, make sure you uh, tune in next Friday morning, 9 a.m. for a live show. Or come down to the Woodmere Gomeglut. We are going to be in Woodmere. Um, a quick shout-out to the restaurant, um, Bistro Grill, uh, Prime Bistro in Five Towns. I don't know if you've been there, but they have a guacamole bar. Yes. They bring it around on a table, on a wheelie table, on a tray, and they make guacamole fresh in front of you. I thought it was excellent. It's really fun. It's yeah. like you're sitting there and you're like, do you have any leftover guacamole you want to send to our table? Yeah, there? no, I love it. It was great. Like I, you know, I went on Instagram with it and the guy let me like help him out. It was very fun. We had it. So make sure you check out that restaurant. We had a great meal there. And yeah, we are going to keep working away. Um, and I just want to, I've got this in black and white. I'm going to VIP Ram for Pesach and it's going to be a Gateways Pesach. I, I don't have a color printer. How crazy is that? So that's the flyer. You can check it out at VIP Ram, Ram Pesach Destinations. And um, 
And they're combining with gateways this year, Rabbi Howard Svi Friedman, Rabbi Ariazev Ginsburg, Rabbi Rieti, Rabbi Sushad, Rabbi Tatz, and Naomi Nachman giving cooking classes. I'm up there with the big leagues. I'm super excited. So in between cooking classes and Shiorim and the amazing food that they have at the uh, Ram, it's at Trump Doral. So make sure you uh, you uh, get some information, VIPRamPesach.com. Okay. It's been a busy show and it's like only it's five minutes later. 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes. We're 15 minutes into our show. I've got with me, as I, I mentioned, hi, Frischman, and I go, I don't want to say how Don't how, say how many years because I'll say, know how old we are. I know, I know. Everyone knows I'm <laughs> old. We look exactly the same as we did in college. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. Did we look old in college? <laughs> no. <laughs> we I still, didn't. <laughs> we're still young. No, you look amazing. So, um. Hi has been on the show before. She's one of the most talented writers. I was telling another writer who does writing, food writing in Israel, um, you know, he needed a little help with his writing style. Now, if I can say that you need help, you need help because <laughs> writing is not so good for me. Um, and I, I said, please get some snip, find, Google Chai Frischman online and get some of her writing samples because you're a very talented writer. I actually interviewed Danielle Silver. She was my last sound bites article from Mishpacha, Daniela and Noreen. So Okay, cool. And it's Fun. cute that we can tie that all together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like a thread. Right. You know, a sign of a good comedy is when they thread it all together. So we're a good comedy show. Yeah, um, so Chaya does so much. She uh, writes for Mishpacha magazine. She's uh, She writes for kosher.com. FYI also. FYI magazine. Um, and just so many places you can find her readings. Uh, writings. I don't know what the right word is. See, I can't I'm reading it while I'm writing it. So yeah, yeah, there you I'm go. I'm also a writing teacher, so you'll read myself. Yeah, I have a lot of words. <laughs> a woman of words. That's my husband wishes a little bit less, but you know. She's great. She's so cute, right? All right. So, besides all the amazing writing she does, I was the shadchan between me and Excellence Chocolate. She came over to me at Kosher Fest. I was about to start the chop competition for Jamie Gillard. She's like, don't go. I need two minutes of your time. Come here. And she pulls me to the side. She introduces me to Yerucham State, who's very involved in the, in the company and the business side. And he gave me a box of his chocolates. And in my life, I never had such good chocolate. And my dad was a chocolate importer into Australia. Oh. He used to bring the best kosher chocolates from around the world. He went every year to Europe to some big German chocolate show. And he used to bring chocolates back to Australia in January, it is. Yes. He used to bring chocolates back. So I've had the best stuff. And this kicks everyone else out of the park. Really, so we're going to be hearing from Yerucham and his, wait, you're related, right? Brother-in-law. Gamliel Ben Shabbat in a couple of minutes. Um, and Chai That's how I met them put also us all writing. Writing brings you lots of food. It's good to be a food writer. It's good <laughs> to be a food talker, <laughs> right, DK? <laughs> good to be the engineer. <gasps> okay, so Chaya, you do so much in terms of food and writing, but you also have your own business, you and your husband, uh, Fruit Platters and More, um, out in the five towns. You do fruit, dried fruit platters, sorbets, dips, everything. Well, so a few years ago, um, someone said to us, they were having a party. And my husband used to work in catering for many years. He had left to become a cook in yeshiva, and someone was making a little house event and said, you know, I'm not going to order from a fruit store. Your husband knows how to make these beautiful fruit displays for vorts and for simchas. Can let him make me a little fruit platter, and I'll pay you. So we're like, oh, okay, let's, let's try that. And we made a fruit platter, and we're trying to figure out what to charge for the fruit platter. And it went off really well, and they were so excited. So they said, I make a party once a week. I'm, you're in charge of my fruit platters. And like everyone knew that we were going to make the fruit platter for this particular woman who hosted this party. And then after a while, some other people had heard about us and said, oh, we also, you know, would like to buy a fruit platter. So like, we, can we do it? Two platters a week? Like it was so wow. small. We're up to like 150 a week now, but it was like such small beans then. And we just, that was such our business. So I asked someone, what do we name our business? And she said, well, you sell fruit platters, fruit platters and more. I said, there's no more. It's just fruit platters. Trust me, the more will come. And, and it has. Eventually, like, we had leftover fruit that was delicious but not pretty enough to be on a platter. So I was in Costco and I saw an ice cream machine and said, we should sell sorbet with the leftover fruit. And then we said, let's sell vegetable platters. And then we said, oh, we have leftover vegetables. Let's make soups. And basically anything that grows from the ground, we turn it into something Really delicious. And I love that you don't waste anything. Nothing. You know, you have fruit that's going bad, then you make sorbet. Yeah. You fruit that's starting to turn, you make a soup. I love that. Yeah, and and every year, the last couple of years, we the last year we haven't done it, but we usually do together our Tubishvat setup. Yes. Yes. Tubishvat is uh, so busy. At the beginning, we'd be like, oh, what's Tubishvat? We don't even know what it is, but there's so many people who celebrate Tubishvat now. I once put a picture of a platter my husband put on Facebook when I had a Facebook account. 
In like literally five minutes, we had 50 orders from that that picture. People really take Tu Bishvat very seriously. Very seriously. I love. I mean, if we just literally just finished Hanukkah like <laughs> four days or five days ago. Shabbos. It's, you know, Wednesday is Shabbos, so three days ago. Yes. So we just, just finished. It was weird to have Hanukkah in 2017, like it pushed into the, yeah. the, the regular calendar. Um, but it, yeah, so... Um, what we're going to say, we're talking about, yeah. So it is now. Wait, 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 wait. His left. So we're in Tevet okay. now, right? We just had Tevet. Rosh Chodesh was this past week, right. so it's a little bit early for Shvat, but it's never too right. early no. to talk about Not new fruit. Business, also, you know, in the business, you're always a few months ahead right. of the game. Well, like in fashion, you're always six months right. ahead. So we're right. in food fashion, so always a couple exactly. of weeks ahead. So um, let's talk about what you've got up here. So we're a little limited because it isn't Tu Bishvat yet. So we don't, we're not, we don't have access. I mean, for Tu Bishvat, the platter that I actually brought was only dried. But for Tu Bishvat itself, we always make a, like a, like a three-tiered platter. It's dried fruit, fresh fruit, and nuts so that people can get a taste of everything. We want there to be at least... Um, 15 different varieties of things to make a bracha on. I had a customer who once told me that in her family, they um, have 15 different varieties of ha'etz, and with each variety, they make they say a different shiramalos because there are 15 shiramaloses. So I just love that idea. I thought that was so uplifting because really that. fruits and trees are such a gift from God and to like give a shira, to say to Hillam for each one. So we would go into the stores and say, oh, what do we have? We'd find dried passion fruit. We'd be so, I'm, I'm crazy about passion fruit. So dried passion fruit. Passiflora in Hebrew. Passiflora, I know. We're so, I don't know. If you, I think you get in Canada, you get them more easily than we get them in New York. But in Israel, they're like, literally, my cousins have trees of them, like in their backyard. Right, but it's very seasonal in Israel. Passion yeah. fruit in Australia is a little seasonal, like I haven't lived in Australia for 25 years, but we used to have it a lot. I can't yeah, remember sure when when we had it, but we had it, it was very cheap. Here in, in Israel, well, we're there in August. We bought a giant bag in the shook, right. maybe 25 shekels. That What was that, $5 I for know. a bag like this? It was my yeah. kids ate like 40 Shabbos yeah. afternoon. I mean, Rosh Hashanah time, which comes right after the summer when there are tons of passion fruits, our passion fruit pineapple sorbet is like one of our like biggest sellers because it's Passion fruit. Um, I just want to mention you're speaking Rosh Hashanah and new fruits. Come on, Kai, let's, let's toot your horn. She was on the front page of the Wall Street Journal oh, talking about also. fruit. <laughs> yes. I was also in there, but you were the first line, first line on the, the first Wall week of but the Wall Street Journal. Fruit. I was like, as a writer, to be in Wall Street Journal was so exciting for me. That's, to get, I mean, I didn't write the article, but that was exciting enough to be. That was cool. That you was you were there as a foodie almost. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, I my was, my was quote honest. was there. Don't tell my husband I spent fifty dollars on Shekhiyano fruits. <laughs> you can just picture your husband's reaction when he's reading the article. He's like, uh, "What did you do?" I'm like, "Yeah, don't worry, darling. Just eat it. Say right. a good bracha with right. kavana." Exactly, exactly. Okay, so w- let's talk about these gorgeous sorbets. So sorbets, I once I brought also like we call them shechiana sorbets. I don't, you can't. I'm I'm not a, a, a local Orthodox rabbi, but I don't, you can't make a shechiana on the sorbets. No, 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 not today, not today. But I brought two flavors that we always because Rosh Hashanah the shechianos and people like to also make a shechiano for tubishvat. So the sorbets we try to do like funky, like of course we have mango and strawberry and coconut and chocolate, which are typical flavors. But we have a pomegranate sabra sorbet, which just has the balance of the like tartness of the pomegranates with the sweetness of the of the cactus pear, the the sabra fruit, and the color. This is pure color. This we don't add anything but fruit and water and sugar to our sorbets. That's it. So that is the actual color of that sabra, um, pomegranate sabra sorbet, and the lychee. Which listen, the color is not as stunning, but what it loses in color, it makes up in flavor. Lychees are. Such delicious fruit. I love lychees. It's my favorite. You know, I was little. Lychees were they had served in the Chinese restaurants and they were the eyeball fruit. And people would be like, I'm not eating that. But now I, I'm like, what did I lose all my life not I, to eat these? I love, I love, love, love lychees. Lychee wine. I had the um, yeah, Gershon, Murad, Murad. Gershon Bodner from Murad Wineries. Yeah. His lychee wine is the bomb. Like, I yeah. love it. So it's his passion fruit wine, by the way, which I have at Tubishvat because it makes me very happy to have passion fruit wine on Tubishvat, which is just, you know, it's delicious. Baruch Hashem. Okay, so let, you. can I serve you some? Try. Okay, we're gonna have. We can serve you some. We this have some good. dried fruit. Um, I can't even see all the different varieties. Eliyahu, I, I, I would be remiss, and I'm remiss. Everything you see here was made by my husband. I, I'm the writer who can do all the work behind the scenes, but Eliyahu designs all the platters. He makes all the sorbets. Your he, husband is amazing. He's and he's really nice. People will stop him in the street. This is my favorite story. People will stop me on the street, and uh, they'll say, "Oh, I love the fruit platter that you made for Shabbos for my family." I'll say, "Oh, thank you so much." But really, my husband Eliyahu made it. Oh, I didn't know that he made it. I thought you made it. And then they would they'll see him and say, another person will see him and say, "Oh, I saw you know that fruit platter that your wife made me for Shabbos. It was so nice. Tell her I loved 
a fruit platter and like without missing a beat he'll go I'll be sure to tell her like he never <laughs> takes any credit I'm like he's a doll he's really a doll yeah exactly okay all right so this is the lychee it's really, I'm so really excited because I love all lychee. the people in the my city. husband and I love lychees we're actually in in um the Pike Street Market in Seattle in the summer I'm gonna mix them together because and we really they're good. we were uh, they have amazing fruits and vegetables and everything's fresh and local and seasonal and while we're waiting online at Starbucks for the at the first Starbucks in America was the massive long line because Starbucks started in Seattle. So while we're waiting, we were a bit hungry and there's, you know, wasn't a lot of kosher food except the fruits and vegetables. So we bought a big giant bag of lychees and we're eating it online on the Starbucks line. You're peeling those. There's a, that could be fun. They're a bit messy, like, because you got to get that. But don't be afraid. What's the other one called that? It's a lychee inside. Rum, rambutan? Yeah. I said uh, rambutan is a re- uh, lychee with a nice shetel. Like, it has, like, a nice hairdo there. Right. It's got, like, it's spice coming the out. spiky one is delicious. But they're, they're really only in season a very short time. Even in yeah. New York, where we think we can get everything all year, or Costco, we can get everything all year. We cannot get this. Yeah. So when you see them, grab them. Okay. Oh, we're having a little bit. ZK, we're going to have some fruit. Okay, can I ask you, what is this shahakal? Shahakal, yeah. Not it's because it doesn't look like a fruit. Bits of fruit in here at all. There you go, ZK. This is for ZK. ZK, super happy. We're we're doing some great behind the scenes photos here. Um, on table for two. So make sure you um. Wish I could say it was like a good server. Here you go. Okay, I'm just going to take some photos. People love our behind-the-scenes photos. There, there. I literally ran out last minute. I was so afraid I would forget the sorbet, but I didn't want for my a ride to the city for it to melt. I know, but so. you know what? I have to say, like, we drove Chaya like an hour. So wait, we left my house at nine o'clock. It's now eleven. Has this been in the freezer since? But you had it packed on ice. So if you are yes. going away for Shabbos, you can bring this as a gift. Definitely, yeah. Okay, if it's packed better, not last minute. I mean. Mm. This is awesome. <laughs> a little brain freeze in the yeah, winter. Yeah, you talk, I'll eat. Brain freeze in the winter. I mean, I like the way these balance. These flavors balance each other. A lot of times when customers, we have a sorbet gift bag that's really pretty. And um, they say they want a balance of color because it looks pretty to have like a, a mango and a strawberry and then a coconut. That's those three colors together. But you have to also have balance of flavor. Like I wouldn't necessarily put certain flavors together because if all of them are sweet, then... Just tasting a lot of the same. So I love when I do like a strawberry and a chocolate sorbet because I think anything fruit with anything chocolate, that's why we get along so well um, because uh, the flavors together really go well. The, this, what's this one? The pomegranate? pomegranate sabra, yeah. What do you mean sabra? A cactus fruit, a sabra <gasps> fruit. See, I'm such an alcoholic. I thought it was, whoops, I got the microphone dirty. I thought you meant sabra the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, right. No, sabra cactus fruit, that really prickly pear fruit. Yeah. That's, you have to be careful when you touch it. Uh-huh. We, we peel sabras and we mix it with pomegranate. And and the flavor is really, isn't it pretty? I love mm. my pomegranate sabra. This is amazing. Chai is under the Vat of the Five Towns. Um, If you want to reach her and order some and get your Tubishvat platter, I also noticed... People have been Instagramming me about your chocolates already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting messy. You can get that by me too. Thank um, God. Yeah, so. My husband's um, not happy that we have cases of chocolate to sell yeah, in our house now. Because it's, it's unbelievable. Well, you're going downstairs again. I have to go do some more laundry. It's crazy. <laughs> a lot of laundry in the house. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is on Arut Sheva English Radio. Our show is sponsored by Marzipan Bakery, where one taste is all it takes. We are sitting right here on the studio on the Lower East Side with my amazing guest, Chaya Frischman, and I have all the way on my left, Gamliel Ben Shabbat, chocolatier from Montreal, and his brother-in-law, Yerucham State, who's in business development, and Chaya introduced us all, and I'd like to officially welcome you. You've heard me talk for half an hour. You've heard me talk. You've heard me cry. <laughs> You've seen all the sides of Naomi Nachman this morning. So uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. We're very excited to... Uh, to have you here they are amazing chocolatiers they drove down there it's literally a chocolate van okay it's not a car made of chocolate but on the side of the car you'll see on my instagram um you'll see um they put their box of chocolates pictures on the outside of the minivan it's very cute um so was it a big drive down here it's okay for us uh from montreal driving to new york is like around the block oh really like from your drive from farakway to brooklyn yeah, it could be. Sometimes it can probably be quicker <laughs> right. than us sitting sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Traffic in New York. Love it. Out to the five towns. Okay, so let's talk to first to Gamliel. He is from a long line of chocolatiers. My, my father started off the chocolate. Okay. In and 1987. 1987, why? 
Um, originally, my father is uh, is a French teacher. Oh, okay. And uh, so he's teaching in regular public schools. In Montreal. In Montreal. And uh, the director of the school uh, has French original, uh, he comes from a bit from France, the islands, the French islands more or less. Okay. What's and that? What are the French It's. Are? I think it's, the, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's the islands that they conquered uh, a while back and they kept them. For example, uh, you have uh, La Guadeloupe. Okay. You have... Uh, We're all learning. It's next to, I think it's next to, I think La Guadeloupe is next to, uh, next to Haiti. Oh, okay, sure. I sure. I'm not sure, I'm not very good with... Uh, okay. Yeah, geography. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, Ameri- North America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Americans in general are not so good. North Americans are not so good at geography. Uh, so. A little bit of geography maybe in Europe, but not a, Okay, not cool. And uh, what happened was that he, he had a friend from Belgium who uh, I think imported this, this store that was actually in Belgium. He imported everything, the machinery and everything, to Montreal. And... Uh, Belgian chocolate has uh, it's, it's particular. It's not it's not the same as French. I mean, it's chocolate, of course, but it's it's different. It has a name. Has a name. Has a spe- has a has its uh, has its name. We'll say. Okay. So uh, what happened was that uh, he proposed that my father sh- that they should meet together and start some kosher line of power of chocolate. Okay. And uh, it went very well. They, my father my father met, they met. And they started making uh, kosher runs. It was like once a month, maybe. So it was a non-kosher chocolate place, and they kashered it to make a chocolate run. They got machines just for the machines, molds, everything, just for the kosher run. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, The machine, I think, the the kosher machine started off bigger than the the regular machines. Okay. So I I guess it was just more practical instead of uh, filling up. Because it it takes time to prepare the chocolate, so I guess... Can you give us some big. chocolate secrets? Like, what's what makes this Belgium <laughs> as opposed to French? Uh, I mean, the the, the, <laughs> the the chocolate itself is is Belgium. It's uh, it's Calbo. It's Calab. Oh, Calbo. Calabo chocolate is the yeah. best. That's right. So they have. I mean, I, I guess it's the techniques that they use for the roasting for the for the for the, how do you call it? What did we roast? The coffee, no. the cocoa beans. No, the beans. Yeah. And you roast them yourself, or no? Calibre? We don't. We, we buy the the raw material f- from Calbo. Right, and you play around with a balance of chocolate. Yeah, exactly. So after that, you, that's what makes the recipe. I mean, you have to balance. You have to balance out the sweetness, um, the smoothness, um, shininess, the crack. Right. So w- talk about the shininess, the crack. What do they call in that when they do it? It's it's uh, there's a few, there's two terms that are used. There's yeah, an older lo- term that's called the tempering. Tempering. That's the word I'm looking for. And there's uh, we'll say a newer term. Yeah. What's of, that? Uh, which is called the crystallization. It's, but it means the same thing? Yeah, it's more, crystallization is more precise, we'll say. More it's the same thing, but it's more accurate. There you go, Chai. We should write about this. So, this is really interesting. So my knowledge is to, just to give, I mean, it's not from me. It's from, uh, it's from uh, someone called Jean-Pierre Weibou. They say that when you say in the name of the person, you bring peace to the world. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> always give credit. So uh, that's right. So he, he has a few books out there that are very professional. And uh, he explains all the details, but the, the idea in, real, in reality is that in the chocolate there's different um, uh, there's different crystals. Okay, there's like six different crystals, and different temperatures you get those different crystals. For example, I'll give you an idea, uh, something that can happen at home is that, uh, for example, butter. Yeah. When you melt butter and you let it uh, dry on its own, it's not gonna have the same shape as the butter when you bought it. You're gonna have like a different color. You're gonna have maybe some fats. Uh, I mean, butter. The majority is is fat, but you, it's not gonna be the same consistency as the butter that you bought originally, once you melt it. Because so you've changed the structural integrity exactly. of it's the. A, it's, a, it's a kind of the structure. So, so to get a crack and a, and a shine, you have to get the right crystals. And those crystals generally, top secret. Oh, we're gonna hear <laughs> secret guys. The, the secret's coming it, out. It's generally it's caught at around between, depending on the chocolate and again the fat of the chocolate. It's it's caught at uh, different temperatures, uh, from we'll say from uh, twenty eight to thirty four, thirty five Celsius. Again, people, Celsius. This Celsius. is Celsius. Yes. Once again, Canada. yeah, Celsius. Sorry. Oh. So it's okay, uh, such a <laughs> once again it's it's uh, it depends on the chocolate you're if it's white milk or black because it depends on the cocoa content also. Okay, can you just talk to me a little bit about cocoa content because I'm I'm, t- I'm writing a cookbook right so we're doing this this chocolate mousse and we we see that um, the chocolate mousse only works at fifty five percent and up. Is that can um, you explain I mean, what that means? 
um, it means that a lot of the chocolate out there is there's no cocoa content in it. Okay, so we want to have <laughs> it's made up of other stuff. So meaning you want to have a higher <laughs> yeah. cocoa content because that means it's better quality. It's better for sure, better quality. Okay, so for higher baking quality, and for cooking, we want higher contents of chocolate. Okay, yeah. everyone. That's a great piece to know. You might have uh, you might have a difference in the, in the kosher Pesach chocolate, for example. Okay, explain. There's um, one of the main uh, one of the small ingredients, but the main ingredient to chocolate is the emulsifier. Mm -hmm. uh, and the emulsifier, which is whatever, which makes liquid and fat together, um, it's uh, soy lecithin. Chametz. It's not uh, kidneys. 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 I should. So yeah. so generally they take it out. They take out uh, the soy lecithin when they make kosher Pesach chocolate, unless you get a different kind of uh, lecithin, which you could get from modified. Uh, um, I don't have any name offhand, but uh, there's different types of lecithin that you can use, which are kosher Pesach or not kidneys. Okay. And so you have a problem with the cooking often. Right. Which means that it will separate. The, it's not emulsion. You have the emulsion. It's not held together. Uh, you have the fat and the oil, the, the fat and the, the rest of it that might separate in the cooking. So people wonder what's going on. Right. In reality, it's a normal process because the heat does that. I mean, the cooking does that. Also, another thing in chocolate is that uh, when you go above 50 Celsius, I don't know how much it is in Fahrenheit. Double it and add 30? It's hot. Hot. <laughs> it's hot. I mean, uh, yet sort of was 45. Uh, right. That, that, that helps out. That's <laughs> hot. <laughs> That's hot. Yeah, yeah. I burned so, myself uh, enough to let go. 50 is five more. You're already starting to burn the fats of the chocolate. Mm. So that's uh, how do you go? That's something important to know. A little knowledge behind the chocolate is really important. I love yeah. talking a little bit about food science and what makes something better. And we talk about using good quality ingredients, use good quality chocolate, That's eat right. good quality you, chocolate you, you, all the time. There was a problem with, the, for example, in America, I think, uh, maybe around the world, I don't know, but I know in America there was uh, the white chocolate. It wasn't considered chocolate because, right. because of the cocoa content. I was going to ask you that. I heard white chocolate's not really chocolate. Yeah, yeah a lot of white, I mean... I haven't been around the world, but from what I understand, the white chocolate on the market is often there's no cocoa, there's no just a taste. It's just like yeah. they say, batam chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you gotta what be is yours? That. Do you have white chocolate we in have white here? Chocolate. We do. Yes. I Which think we need to start breaking open the chocolate. Hello. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm a big fan of dairy chocolate because I love dairy. I love butter. When you said butter, I, 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 I'm I, like, I, 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 I want to tell you. It's, it's very interesting, but uh, white milk chocolate is, is something which is, uh, we'll say, it's not a, it's not a chokhmah because you have all the fat you need from the milk. And, uh, ah. So that's why it's a lot, people enjoy it a lot more because it's smooth, it's, uh, it's onctueux, like they say. My husband loves white dairy chocolate. Like he couldn't, you know that I, I, I don't know if I told you this, um, you know, you gave me the chocolates at Kosher Fest. Yes. Joachim gave me a box of chocolates to bring home. And I didn't want to share it with anyone. Usually we share all our swag, all the foodies and I bloggers. I never share my chocolates. I never. So I didn't want to share it because I wanted to bring it home. I went for two days. I felt bad. I left my husband with the kids and he was amazing. And um, I, I this is going to be my present to him for chocolate. I took one and that's how I knew I fell in love with it. And I said, great, I'm going to give this to my hubby as a um Thank you. And <laughs> no. I hit it. But my kids found it. Like my big kids found it and ate it. So he didn't get any chocolate, but uh -oh. he loves white milk chocolate. So I'm going to bring some of that back to you. Naomi, yeah, I interviewed the, the chocolatiers from Mishpacha once, excellent. And Yerucham has a great story that he told me about also someone just like hoarding, keeping their chocolate to themselves. Did you tell that story, Yerucham? It's a very good story. It's somebody actually came back to tell us the story. Um... Someone ordered for like a Vart or something like that. They ordered a very large platter, uh, over $100, but like, or maybe a few hundred dollars. Yeah. Very large platter full of chocolates. And they brought it to a Vart that I believe was in someone's house. And they put it down over there on the table, you know, near the entrance. And the, the machetenist that was walking by, she it was like in the beginning, I guess she didn't notice, you know, that he was standing not far away. And she's a chocoholic, of course. And she walked by and she opened it up and she tasted a piece. And not noticing that anybody was watching her, she just picked up the whole platter and put it in her room. That's <laughs> great. That's I would be that machetanister. <laughs> That's sure. hilarious. So let's try some of this chocolate. I'm Emily, you want to tell her a little bit about yeah, what this tell, one is? Uh, in reality, this is a bit of a mix. It's, it's white chocolate. 
And inside it's, uh, there's uh, caramel. Fresh cream. Uh, fresh cream, yeah, so it's fresh This is not our standard product. This is, uh, ZK is grinning from ear to ear. Yes, ZK. We have more, we have more, we have more. Oh, no, you get, you know, why are you sharing? No sharing. Okay, this looks amazing. There's the bottom of coconut. And the top is fresh cream with a bit of alcohol and uh, caramelized uh, almonds. I'm so excited. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh my God. <laughs> talk. I talk. Listen, you, uh, you heard, I, mean, is, uh, I feel like I've heard some, a lot of things because we interviewed from Mishbacha. That's why I met, I met Excellence Chocolates. Really, Besser from Mishbacha introduced me to them. And. Um, the whole com- I mean, usually when I do an interview, maybe it's an hour and the article's written. I must have spoken to you guys like at least 10 times because I was like, tell me more about the chocolates. It's such a fascinating, fascinating science. You know, we, we talked about we had the wine people here and just the barrels and the types of grapes make such a different thing. Chocolate, really, there's so many different technicalities that make it special. Chocolate's all over, but theirs is the only chocolate that I can really, really just... I can stop eating. It's, it's that good. It's that good. It's yeah. that good. They have okay. some really Thank good you. stuff. Uh, you, you, hear, this one. you hear the crinkling? We had, we had, you hear we the had, crinkling of the like papers. Like little kids like wrapping paper. We had, um, <laughs> we had a few issues when we were switching over, when, when we actually took over the company a few years ago. So we only had, like we said, we started off only as a non-dairy line. And we wanted to make the dairy line into Chal Vistral and and This is all Chal Vistral. Everything. <gasps> okay, guys. You heard it. It's Chal Vistral. Amazing. Even better. Yes. So when we switched over into the Chal Vistral line, so we had to we looked through all the different ingredients and we had to find alternatives. Mm-hmm. And we were very very specific about which type of ingredients we use, our sourcing and things like that. We only use like a better quality. We're not going to compromise on the quality. And again, our hashkacha is also very strict hashkacha. So certain situations it puts us in a little bit of a fix. What hashkacha is it from Montreal? Well, yeah, well we're under the MK, but it's a Mahadran, so it's like a Heimish Hachshar also. It's Rebbe Yaman Gruber from New York. Fantastic. Um, Which the Vada of the Five Towns was very happy with me selling that <laughs> hashkacha, so that yes. tells you something else. And um, so some of the things that we didn't have, we had to create. So one of the things we worked a long time on was our caramel. <gasps> and <laughs> have you holding got, my hand. Have you got caramel over there? <laughs> so this, actually, I didn't bring so many of them because... They sell out very quickly. So I didn't even have so many to bring. They just we'll, <laughs> like we'll people share. come in and take 20 at a time okay. or 30 at a time. Um, this is a, a turtle, a caramel. Well, it sort of looks like a turtle, but it has pecans with caramel. It's a kind of a chocolate, not a real turtle. Milk chocolate, and they're delicious. It's okay. Our, our own caramel that we make ourselves. Yes, wow. Okay. It's big, so there's room for it. ZK and I are going to share. So a turtle is like um, nuts with. Clusters, clusters covered in chocolate. chocolate. Okay, it's and it's funny because it's the only it's thing that pecans. I will share with my husband. Is that good? <laughs> with that on air, ZK's like, stop pecans. showing it and share it. You don't like caramel? My, I was so one thing I won't eat is a, it's a sensory thing. So my husband's like, oh, do you have I, any I caramel? Can't, can't, can't crack it. it. I can't crack it. Right? Oh, no. oh, I can't crack it. I crack on my teeth. You can do that also. <laughs> Just don't crack your teeth. <laughs> no, you don't. It's so decadent. It's yum. Oh my god, this is really something. Look, look at the inside. Are there different kinds of caramels? Yeah. Like, is it the base, or does it have to do with how long you cook it to make it the rich? Caramel, or? The ba- a basic caramel is, uh, mm. is the French term for it. They say it's tempotant, which is water and sugar. Same right. amount of water, same amount of sugar. That's a simple syrup. That, that's like a, a, a basic right. syrup, yeah. When right. you bring it up to about 180 Celsius, how much it is in Fahrenheit, that's the limit of your caramel. That's, that's 106. From 160 to 180, it's going to start changing colors. The viscosity also changes. And, uh, and uh, one thing that's interesting in caramel is that you could use, uh, if you guys want to go quick, we'll say, in the syrup or in caramel, is that uh, you could put one liter of water and one liter of sugar. When it hits 110 to 130, or if you put, for example, two liters and one liter of sh- and one kilo of sugar, at a certain temperature, it doesn't matter how much water you put in, it's going to be the same amount. Evaporates. So if you want to start it quicker, you can just put yeah, in less if water. If you want to gain time, you lower the water. Okay. This is food sh- science. So you have to make sure that, to a the, tea. that the water is, when you're starting your caramel, that shouldn't, I mean, you can make caramel without water in reality because the, sh- the crystal sugar has, is humid already. Right. So if you mix slowly and slowly you add on sugar, you'll get your caramel probably a lot quicker. But if you do, if you do use water, so you... The less water you have, the quicker you're going to make your caramel. Mm. So interesting. And it's great for Pesach. Uh, I never caramel, think of caramel for Pesach, but really right. there's nothing in it's it that wa- can't be So it's water and sugar and heat. 
Yeah, this 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 is dairy stuff. I, so had, I thought it had to have butter. Yeah, yeah so, so this, this has. Oh, okay, this is, this is uh, milk butter. This is a milk caramel, which is the regular, which is which the is caramel. the only way we should be eating chocolate, exactly. really. But exactly. <laughs> on Shabbos, right? We want to have chocolate on Shabbos, and we want to have chocolate, you know, after a meal, after a fleshy meal. So we can't always be dairy. I totally, totally understand. You must that. taste their power of chocolate, though. It's really it's so good that sometimes I will choose the chocolate they have. Do you have a double heart? The double heart is my favorite chocolate in the entire world. I, my, I sometimes want to take the boxes and switch them all out for double hearts. It's par of, you will not believe it's par of, it will, don't share that one. I'm no, I'm, I'm not, I'm showing there. it to Here's the, the camera. This is, this is, you can give him that one, you can You know, everyone who's, who's listening to us, make sure you watch inside. us. We have a YouTube channel on um, Nachum Net on YouTube, so you can watch us as well and see the amazing um, food here that we're showing and, and all the antics behind the studio. This is the best. Wait, okay. I'm going to need a tissue next to you because it's going to be chocolate coming out of it. It's oh. that good. Oh, that's you cool. see how rich that is? So good. Oh, it's so rich. Um, oh, wow. Generally, if you, you saw the shell of the chocolate, generally a good chocolate is when you have an equal thin shell all over. Over here, since it's a bit liquid, we have a hard time uh, making it skinny. Closing it, close it without having the liquid come out. Is You're doing a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is, oh my God, I'm having like a, my brain, brain, <laughs> brain is like a lot of sugar. Sugar rush. <laughs> sugar rush, wow. And I'm already, like, I'm already hyper without anything. <laughs> we got a lot more over here. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This, this is her not caffeinated. This is That's me. Yeah, no, I had, have a coffee. I, had, I had a half a cup of coffee this coffee, morning yes. and a lot of sugar between the fruit and the chocolate. I'm like, ah. Okay, let's talk. Seems a, little. a little bit less sweet then. Okay, <laughs> less sweet. I don't know. We like oh. sweet. This, this has coffee. has coffee grinds I'm inside. No, no, one. no, no coffee grinds. I like coffee, coffee. No, no, it's coffee. Oh, it's coffee. Okay. Well, it's coffee grinds that. inside it as well. Look, look it's, got a little, it's got a little coffee bean oh, shape on the outside. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Guys. Everybody can have. Okay. There's some, here's EK. You can have two. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a rough <laughs> job being the engineer at table for two right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are having a great time. We're just going to do a little break for our What's for Dinner segment. It's the first What's for Dinner segment of 2015. And it's sponsored by Gourmet Glut. Everything I but I, I'm using here is from is uh, available obviously at Gourmet Glad. Um, it's my tortellini chicken soup. It is December. You want a quick and easy soup to make? This is the one that you you should be taking with you and making with you and and just loving it. Okay, you take one and a half tablespoons of olive oil, one large loose carrot. You know, not from the bag. You know, in in the supermarket when they have loose the big fat loose ones, that's what you want. They burst with flavor. One cup of celery, one medium onion. Chop up the celery and the onions. Like dice it. Um, four cloves of garlic, two quarts of chicken soup. Two quarts of chicken soup is eight cups. Or you can buy one of those, like, imagine soup stocks or Trader Joe's soup stocks. Um, or if you have chicken soup in the freezer or just regular chicken soup, um, you can use the broth. And one and a half tablespoons of Italian seasoning, um, salt and pepper. Uh, then I use the uh, frozen tomato tortellini by my... Favorite New York pasta authority. You know I love you guys. Um, had them on the show a couple of weeks ago from Kosher Vest. And then you take a whole bunch of leftover shredded chicken, like from your chicken soup or if you have any leftover chicken from Shabbos, shred that up. We call it repurposing. That's the new word, repurposing. So they will never know it's leftovers. Um, so you're going to saute the onions and they're on medium heat. Onions, carrots, celery, saute them, throw in the garlic. Then you throw in the chicken broth and then the seasoning. And then you boil it for like 15 minutes and then you throw in the tortellini for another eight minutes. And that's a soup. This hearty chicken soup with pasta is soup in it. It's, it's a one pot wonder. It's a meal in a, in a one bowl and your family will love it. I guarantee it. So let me know how your family liked it. If you do make this recipe, let me know. It's actually on my website, theaussiegourmet.com and make sure you send me a picture of it. We are continuing with that our. So yeah, it is so good, and you know. And you can have your par of chocolate. You can have our par of chocolate. And it doesn't taste par of, so and, it's perfect. And <laughs> everything. And New York Pasta Authority sells all. Gomiglat sells all the New York Pasta Authority stuff, so that's absolutely fantastic. Okay, so we're gonna move along in our show, and we are talking with Chaya Frischman from Fruit Platters and More, and all the way from Montreal, we have Gamliel Ben Shabbat, chocolatier extraordinaire at New York State. His uh, partner and brother-in-law, who's in charge of all the business, and we are just having a big sugar rush show. Oh my gosh! 
so worth coming to city today. Oh, I'm so glad, Chaya. Chaya is also like a principal, right? You're like an administrator in Darche. Yeah. Administrator in Darche. There you go. She wears many shaitles. Many. <laughs> Lady of many hats. Sometimes I sleep. Once in a while I sleep. Sleep, I don't know what that is. I, when the, my book gets turned in, I think I'm going to go like, just go to sleep for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're, we're sitting here, we're talking, we're eating. What more goodies have you, can you share with us or experiences or stories, processes of making chocolate we learned all about? We need a chocolate making class here. There's, a, there's a, one of the things in chocolate also when you're making it for this crystallization, uh, how do you call it? We'll say abbreviations is TTM, time, okay. time temperature, and movement. That's, uh, how do you call it? That's one of the keys to get the crystallization right. Okay. Um, Story-wise, there's, there's a lot of stories. We have What's like uh, your most popular chocolate that you sell? Like what do you, like you said, the caramels don't stay in, but what else do people come and say? I mean, I know that my thing with my it's, heart. What's like the most popular, right? We have it's funny to say, but uh, for all the New Yorkers on the show, um, everybody in New York, they think chocolate has to be milk chocolate or it doesn't taste good. Uh, yeah, I'm like that. But like, I, actually, I, the first time I met uh, Mrs. Uh, Naomi Nachman, um, I met her and she told me that she was Fleischig. I said, no problem. I have, uh, I have power of chocolate. She said, I want to tell you two things. First of all, I'm a big uh, food critique and I'm not, uh, you know, I don't just go for anything. Right. And second of all, I hate power of chocolate. I said, go right ahead. Because um, everybody in Montreal knows that our power of chocolate almost tastes like a dairy chocolate. And, and, you know, people are surprised, you know, they taste it once and they just, they, they can't believe that a power of chocolate could taste so good. Um, it's true. It's we sell true. actually triple amount of power of in Montreal than we do dairy. And in the States, Makes it's just sense. opposite. People buy the dairy instead of the power because they have this thing that the dairy is going to be better no matter what. Well, your, both of your stuff is excellent. Can we just talk a little bit? We have not addressed this so much. Where in America do we buy this? So... First and foremost, I'm gonna let fruit platters and more. We started selling it. Fruit platters and more uh, just if, recently started. If carrying. you're in the five towns, and we are doing a giveaway um, of a box of chocolate, two boxes, two boxes. You are getting one milk and one puff. These are the actual boxes you're getting. Yes. So this is the giveaway. I'm giving it to Chaya Frischman, who will get it out to you. I will. Um, so all you have to do for the giveaway is email me Naomi at nachamsegel.com. Step one. You have to follow them on Instagram. Step two. Excellence Chocolate. Ex- at Excellence Chocolate. And you have to follow me on Instagram and the Nachum Siegel Network. Okay? That's three. And then, like if you don't have Instagram, which I know some people don't, they just email me. Um, and we're very excited about that. And you can be in it to win it to one of these uh, chocolate. I just I got this new program called Random.com. And I picked the winners yes. from that. Whenever I have a giveaway else in my business, always random.com. Yeah, it's really great. So we're going to pick a winner, and I think I'm going to try to announce it next week at a live Gourmet Glut show. Oh, so we're going to bring that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully maybe someone from the five towns will win. Then you could just yeah. hand it to them. Exactly, Kaya. exactly. Okay, so we will ship it anywhere in the United States. Absolutely. Um, and the last thing we were talking about, I just wanted to mention, um, we went to the Fancy Food Show about two years ago. And we met a chocolatier over there from Belgium. Okay. And he's a famous chocolatier for many years. And the name is Goosens, in case it interests you. Sounds so fancy. Goosens. Goosens. And, you know, apparently they, they, give chocolate, they sell chocolate to the White House and things like that. They're, uh, you know, a fancier type of chocolate. And the chocolatier himself was there, and we brought him our par of chocolate to taste, a regular par of chocolate. And we gave him a piece. And he tasted it, and the first thing he asked was, um, what fat base are you using inside here? Because, you know, are you using a milk base or a, a butter or, you know, what type of base? How do you get the smoothness? You sure have some type of fat base in there. We said, you don't have any. And, and he tasted it a little bit more, and he asked again. And the third time, he said, what type of fat base are you using? He said, we're not. Um, it's so it's fat-free? <laughs> so it's, the, it's the fat from the, but we're not using something to achieve that smoothness it's just a natural product and that's why it's so smooth and that's why it tastes so good it's, um, it's, I mean it's, it's, it comes from the fat the fat comes from the, the oil of the nuts for example we have the, oh, co- the, the natural oils that's right we don't add any oils so we take the hazelnut has like 55% oil wow. in it so when you work it properly you get out you get out that fat 
also the cocoa that we use is a minimum of 50 between 50 53 54 so you also have also in that also you have the cocoa the cocoa fat which is which is healthy okay. if we can say because, <laughs> cocoa butter. because the sugar is not really healthy but <laughs> I just want to know why they're so shiny. Cocoa butter, they're that's shiny. right. They're not waxy. You know, sometimes you have a chocolate and it has that waxy taste like an aftertaste, and this just doesn't have any waxy taste to it, but they're still smooth and shiny on the outside. Like, how do you, what, what makes the, it The like shiny that? in reality comes from the cocoa butter. It's from the cocoa butter. And uh, it's, uh, in reality, the, the chocolate's a mirror, which means that whatever you put it on and you take it off, you'll get, you'll get the exact same right. thing. It's a reflection of the mold. That's right. Cool. If the mold's perfectly clean, it comes out beautiful. If the mold's dirty... You're going to see it on your chocolate. If but someone you know, touch the molds with their fingers, you'll have fingers. You'll, you'll see. That's so interesting. You know, that shows a good quality product yeah. that you take care of your machines and everything. It's You're not just throwing it together. Every, you take pride in every step of the process. There's a, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of competition out there, so you have to make sure that your product stands out. I love that. I love that. It keeps us on our toes and we put out yeah. good stuff. And this is unreal. Yeah, we have to go to Canada. We have Montreal here and we have Daniela there. We have to just go to Canada and do like a road trip. I know we got Estee as well. There you go. We're and Noreen. Um, and I'm sure, I think, I have a Who feeling really that Canada had such good food things? Well, I, I had that on the show the other week. We were talking about like um, that Toronto had a whole bunch of um, good stuff going on. Yeah, there. I was listening. I, I remember that. It's, it's, I really want to go to Canada just to visit the chocolate factory. I want to inspect it to make sure it's all they say it is. And, it, and it, <laughs> that each piece, you know, like Lucy right. ball with oh, a chocolate, right? right? I'm sorry. That the vault closes at 5 o'clock. Right. Where in Montreal are you located? Where do you sell in Montreal? Well, we sell in all the kosher supermarkets in Montreal. Like Everybody carries it. Like this, yeah? Yes. And um, in case anybody wants to know about shelf life, yes. over there, the shelf life over there doesn't last for more than a week because it disappears. Oh, um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, the shelf life, actually, if chocolate is kept properly... It could last for a few months. We've had it in the fridge or whatever. The right it is. temperatures. Yes, people are surprised. You put chocolate in the fridge. You're supposed to keep it out of the fridge. You know, constant, it's going to get white. It should be no. constant temperature, right? Exactly. You shouldn't have any shock like of temperatures. Wine. Like wine. Correct. Uh, my, we forgot to mention that uh, he worked as a mashkiach in France for many years, and he was he made wine and he worked with uh, cheeses and things like that. So you know your foods. They're so <laughs> modest. They're like they're, they're amazing. These guys are so humble and uh, so amazing. I so wish you guys were in the studio with me. I mean, you can have a little peek into our window with the studio on YouTube, but it helps us uh, it helps with different recipes and stuff to understand the different types of food and things like that and how they interact together. Where can we buy this in the US if you live in Passaic and you cannot get out to Chaya? So we how, ship you ship. Yes. So how do we find you to, to order some? Because, you know, you're making a vort and you want to have a chocolate display or you want to send one to a cousin's vort or just stuff your face because it's so awesome. <laughs> Where, and you can't get to the five towns, just say. You know, uh, I can't imagine. Well, like, Where else do you live? You live in Lakewood. We, where, where in Lakewood, it's in two stores. It's in Lakewood Gingerbread House and Confection Collection. Okay, terrific. And in Brooklyn, we're working on something. Okay. And in Staten Island, um, I have someone who carries it in Staten Island as well. Um, so if they want to find your product, how do they find you? They, so our website, website, which is hopefully going live in the next week or so, we've had a few things that stood in okay. our way. Yeah, I hear um, that. It's going to have actually full information about where it's available. And hopefully as things grow, it'll be available in more places and closer to people. And Chai probably can also ship some stuff out Absolutely. from the New York area as well. Yes. So that's and Instagram also, if you follow them, then they'll be updated about when the you know website goes Goes yeah, no, <laughs> I think that goes live. Yeah, we got to support each other. The the people in the in the in the the food community and and everyone out there. We really appreciate high quality food, high quality chocolates, high quality fruits, sorbet, soups. You name it, the freshmen's have got it. Just you like can... to eat, <laughs> just eat. <laughs> I know, right? We had a little feast today, right? CK, we didn't even talk so much about the beautiful arrangement. We I thought we would eat them, but you're going to take food. them and. We're going to we'll share. We'll, share. we'll, we'll share, but you'll take them back. And, and we have carob here because, you know, we'll we've share. got our big, beautiful uh, Tubishvat celebration yeah. coming up, I would say, in five weeks or we so. We have to prepare. We have to start eating and making sure our stomachs are ready for the dried fruit. There, there you go, everyone. I've had a great show with you guys. It's been Thank so much fun. Us. Thank you for coming all the way from Montreal to be on Table for Two. We were all very honored. I know Nachum Siegel was very touched this morning. Thank you for having us. You'll give my best Thank regards you. to all my cousins in Montreal, all yes. the Israel family, my husband's family. My mother-in-law was Israel. So well, she lives in Queens. Um, so just everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are dedicating our show to um, Robbie Schoenfeld um, of Aussie's Fish, who passed away earlier today. Uh, this is Wednesday morning, and you're hearing this on Friday morning. And again, our hearts go out to the Schoenfeld family.
wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom. We have uh, music sponsored by our friends from Kedem all the way up to Lichbenching. Uh, our show is sponsored by Marzi Pan Bakery, where one taste is all it takes. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbos. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>